everybody. Listen to the weekly review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. This is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program. We interview community organizers, activists, and artists. We talk about ways you can take action right now. So listen in to the weekly review every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics, it's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling reels. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Well, hello, boys and girls. You know what a password is. That's a secret word that soldiers would use to get past the sentry and up to the front. Well, here's a password that gets you up to the front in all the right places. It's cannabis energy. It seems the faster you go, the more cannabis energy you need. So if you want to win, you have to have lots of cannabis energy. And the swellest way I know to get it is just by using Green Army Skincare. Boy, they're just crammed full of cannabis energy. There are more cannabis energy units in one lip balm tube than you circling the base ten times or when you ride your bike four miles across the city. And it's fast acting. Why, no sooner that you apply some balm to your mouth or pain areas, you practically feel the new strength in your muscles. And what's more, Green Army Skincare is a good, wholesome product. They're made with body-nourishing cannabis and other natural ingredients. So go out there today and pick up some Green Army Skincare products from your local cannabis procurement center. Join the Green Army. 
gentlemen, we'd like to invite you down to Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District in San Francisco at 806 South Van Ness. Uh, we've got great food by our kitchen counter offer, burgers, tater tots, tachos, corn dogs, all sorts of good stuff like that. They're open from opening until 11 p.m. most days of the week, except Saturday. Uh, every Saturday night, we've got live rock and roll, some of the best local bands in San Francisco and touring acts as well. Come on down, 10 p.m., rock and roll, only night of the week. We have a $5 cover charge, always 5 bucks for live rock and roll. We're open from 4 p.m. until 2 a.m., Monday through Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 2 to 2. Come on down, have some drinks with us. We've got Whiskey Wednesday, Tequila Tuesday, and we've always got the Steve McQueen special. Shot a bullet bourbon and a can of California lager for 8 bucks. Come down and enjoy our patio. It's open in the afternoon, not really in the evening, but a lot of good folks hanging out back there. Come on down, give us a shout. Drop by the bar, make some friends. Thanks, folks. Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District, San Francisco, California. With a happy hour every Monday through Friday until 7 p.m. Don't miss it. Go to Bender's Bar. Big supporter of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. Oh, yeah. It goes down. Come smoke with your boy. Grinder. Spark is San Francisco's premier cannabis dispensary with a focus on serving and educating patients for seven years. Spark is dedicated to creating the best in-store experience with its extensive menu, friendly staff, and one of the few cannabis vape lounges in San Francisco. Spark welcomes you to visit its two great locations as a medical patient or for recreational adult use in 2018. Spark is located at 1256 Mission Street between 8th and 9th and at 473 Haight Street at Fillmore. Both locations are open until 10 p.m. every night. Spark staff looks forward to serving you. a worker-owned and operated food cooperative located at 1745 Folsom Street in the Mission District of San Francisco. Let's hear what locals have to say about Rainbow Grocery. Their bulk section is dope AF. I love their, their variety of cheese and home decor items and this of unique items that you can't find anywhere else. Their cheese section is insane. I love Rainbow Grocery because it's the number one grocery store to shop at when you're having a potluck and need to fulfill everyone's dietary needs. They don't have meat. Rainbow Grocery Cooperative, an amazing San Francisco staple since 1975. For all your space chicken sci-fi comedy non-political humor needs, go to timstesseract.com. Read fiction about the future of San Francisco after the water wars of 2121 in Jane 6. Ask a Jedi for important life hacks. Eat flesh with the bear exoskeleton Contessa. 
and check your horror horoscope on Horoscopia. Updated every three parsecs. Timstesseract.com. Timstesseract.com. to be a comic it's not as easy as we make it look but that's because mutiny radio has eight hours a week of open mic stage time for all your comedy workout needs strain those improv muscles every sunday from four to six at getting sketchy with david stolowitz press out those new jokes every monday six to eight on joke workshop with four minute sets and four minute critiques from everyone get positive by host Pam Benjamin. Pump those dick jokes every Thursday 7 to 9 with True Hustle Thursdays. Hashtag THC. That's hashtag THC. You want more open mics? Fridays 6 to 8. Happy hour with guest host and George D. Smith. Pew, pew, pew. Four open mics every week at Mutiny Radio, brother. Asiento. Come in after work and take a seat at Asiento, a great place to meet friends, have delicious tapas and drinks, and relax with your neighbors. Located at Bryant and 21st Street in the Deep Mission, Kitty Corner Block from Mutiny Radio. Come and get a drink during the comedy festival and enjoy happy hour pricing all night long with your festival ticket. A great neighborhood bar. Come take a seat at Asiento. Theater is San Francisco's favorite nonprofit art house cinema, bringing you the best, coolest, weirdest, most thought provoking movies of the past, present, and future. Hands down, there is no better way to get your film fix than at this legendary historic theater. Visit www.roxy.com. That's www.roxie.com today for showtimes and tickets. mutinyradio.fm it's a great place to listen to crazy things yeah still having some all right okay <laughs> and now here we go the dead kennedy is with take this job and shove it <laughs> take this job and shove it i ain't Take this job and shove it. I ain't working no more. Stop moving in the cold. Stop moving in the cold. And I got to stay away from walking out the door. Take this job and shove it. I ain't working no more. I've been working to leave from now on 50 years. Oh, you got my seat on one of the time. Shove it! I ain't working here no more! Stop holding it! 
welcome to the inaugural flight of the Sparcast here on Mutiny Radio. It is almost high noon on a Friday, 4.20 to be exact. A special Friday it is. Truth be told, I'm a little nervous. This is the first Sparcast that we're going to be doing. We're about to go live in two minutes, so I'm just... Getting it ready, huh? All right, enjoy the ambient music and the sounds of people having a great day on 420. What a great and beautiful day it is. We're gonna have comedy coming up, some comedy highlights, some product highlights, some games, some interactive stuff here on the Sparkast. It's 420, we're gonna be every Tuesday from four to five here at the Mission location. That's 1256 Mission. But we're going to get started in just a few minutes here with the first Sparkast.
Bruce Bochy is in the audience and happy about that. No, that's a, that's a classic Bochy reaction. <laughs> It's gonna be fun. So, by round of applause, who here prefers concentrates to marijuana leaves? Anybody concentrates over flowers? One person? You're wrong, sir. I, mean, I agree with everybody else here. Concentrates are so intense, it's scary. I can't handle it. And it doesn't help that blowtorches are involved. I think that's a problem. I've cut my finger rolling the floor before. I don't need a blow I appreciate you guys hanging out. I do. I hope you realize that it's actually necessary that you pay just a little bit of attention. I'm not saying you need to laugh and applaud and shit, but if you just look my direction every once in a while, it does do a huge favor. Because, like, I hope you realize if none of you pay attention right now, then this stops being comedy and just becomes schizophrenia. So, I really appreciate to see occasional glance. Otherwise, the bouncer's gonna come for you. Like, they, they have three bouncers here because this is Folsom and Ninth Street. I would not be the first person to get kicked out of this place for talking to themselves. It would be the third least welcome by ourselves. Next part. Uh, this is good times. I, uh, see what I wanna talk about. I've got, I've got this, like, stupid curly hair. It's big, dumb, curly hair. It usually looks like a Jufro. I can't show you because I put a hat on 10 minutes ago and it already looks like this now. Like, I have, once you put a hat on a Jufro, it's just done. Your day's over. I sort of look like, I kind of look like Kitty from that 70s show, like the mom, like it's sort of that weird 70s mom cut. It's not a good look. And I've learned something about where we're at in society. So there are some rules that are established in society. In 2018, we should all know, and I'm talking to you white people, we should all know not to even ask touching Jews. People just go for it. People, not only has nobody ever asked before they touch my hair, not only has people not even asked to touch my hair, they have the indecency to be disappointed in it. Do you know how frustrating, how rude that is to just touch my hair but like, mm, I thought it'd be thicker. Oh. How about, wow, it's so soft. I condition, it's a compromise. I have to make one or the other.
pub. Why is like, why is a pub keeping my? And same thing in the same room. But that's a lot scarier of a situation. If you go to a pot club and it's somebody's basement, it's like okay, well at least I'm getting some halfway decent price sleep. But if you go to Oh, we're recording this, that's good. Uh, I'm on board with the decor here, but can somebody explain to me like how the cows work their way in there? I'm trying to like, obviously we got weed, we got weed, we got the place where they grow the weed. This is where the shit comes from that fertilizes the weed. Like that's a really, that's a part of the process that I don't like. This is the part where like, boom, we're fish guys. These are sweet riffs, people. I hope you realize this. I don't know if you can tell. None of this is planned. This is all off the dome. Stuff that I've drunkenly talked about.
Black Panther? Because you can excuse Black Panther as I'm talking about. Okay, yeah, it's deciding to see different people get different chances, but it's still another Marvel movie. But if you also skip it out, there's no way around it. It's the only answer. Yeah, thank you. Okay, what? 
that's a good that's a good name for a drink. It's kind of like your corn name, right? It's a cat name and sweet grub on, except favorite flavor. Does anyone else have a favorite flavor of bubble gum as a child? Who's your favorite flavor of bubble gum? What kind of strawberry item?
other cells. Um, but it sounds, I mean, honestly, she was a pioneer of the bundling good news and bad news, business and marketing. kids' shoes, and I think it would be so bittersweet for me. Bittersweet because I'd be bummed to find my mom's dead body, but it would be the first time she's ever encouraged me to eat. Oh. And that would be so sweet. So sweet. Uh, I do have an eating disorder, thank you for asking. Uh, it's always fun to tell people that because then they look at you and think, they try to figure out which one. Uh, so it's a bit competitive, right? I gotta look up to it. Um, my eating disorder is always binge so it's one of the healthier ones, where you just are addicted to sugar. Um, but it's good because it's also for many years doubled as my birth control, right? After you see, after a big binge, you eat so much to the point that you just can't fit anything else, even a day. It's 100% foolproof. <laughs> So far, works every time. Um, that's a lot. There's small dicks. You can always fit something. You can always fit something. That's why it's important to have an array of dicks available at your discretion. Right? I hate when people talk shit about small dicks. Right? Like I'm not talking bad about big dicks. It's always nice to find out where the end of your cervix is. But small dicks, they're more convenient. You can fit them in after a big meal. Big dicks, you have to plan. You gotta fast a little bit. Um, okay, he's walking. <laughs> I got a little too gross. Um, is anyone in here a vegetarian? Hi. Are you a vegetarian? Kind of. Like, you want to be with me? Yeah, I'm a vegetarian. Why do you want to be vegetarian for that? Oh my god, girl. I feel you. I was a vegetarian for six years. Most of the
think that this is an amazing country um, where if you work hard and you're lucky and you apply yourself, you can make money off the death of anyone.
Bubblicious. Cool, Bubblicious. And what is your favorite state of being? How do you like to be? Happy, blissful, patient. What's your What's your favorite state of being? Happy. So you are.
from three, two, one, play. That's perfect. He's great, isn't he? He has a radio voice. It's the thing. Yeah, he has a voice for radio. <laughs> How much is he? Is he expensive? But, uh... Uh, so we're watching Donovici. See, Donovici was the other channel. They just took the other the uh, posting from the other channel. The other channel goes straight into the video game. It doesn't do all this. Uh, oh, this is very this important. Is part of the experience. Look, a roll of film could look like an F and a J or a tie. Jensen Farley Pictures. Jensen Farley. Jensen. Boss called me by my first name. Farley. Farley. Benson's gone too farly. All right, pole position. I recognize this game. Right away, I have to tell you, and especially the audience, all these games are real. It's not yeah. some movie bullshit. That's yeah. one of the great things about this film. You're going to see Pac-Man and That's Super Moon Pac-Man. Patrol. We're watching Moon Patrol right now. It's a real video oh, Don game. Don Baker. Oh, uh, that's Galaxian. That is uh, the one with the crazy joystick. Oh, so now, look to- at her hair, okay. Mike. Yes. She is... I mean, 19, late 1970s was yesterday to this year, right? Right, so 83. I'll, I'll accept that. She is a leftover, even though she's a young Fender. one. That hair, that attitude. Uh, uh, um, workout clothes are on, right? Right. She's the wrong 70s for this movie. This is 83. Well, she's a California girl, Centipede. Bingo. You know, so that's, was shot all in L.A., by the way. Yeah, so, you know, Carl, I read a lot about this movie, too. I, I saw the poster in 1983 at the our movie house in Montclair, New Jersey. The Wellmont uh-huh. was showing it. And it has a very famous movie poster where it's these two women who are, look like this woman right now. And they're, yes. they're grabbing the joysticks of a video arcade machine. And unbeknownst to them, in the change booth, there's a little guy sticking his head out <laughs> looking at their muffs. And you know what? This movie should be gay, right? Joysticks, and then instead of these two women in shorts, they'll just be these guys with big cocks. And the guy's like glory hole, like length anyway. In that poster, it's backwards glory hole. <laughs> yeah, you're not supposed to see the. Now guy's look, face. that is the flat. That is the fat slob character of this. He's like a video game expert who maintains the key to the arcade, and his name is Jonathan Andrew McDorfus. Uh huh. In the movie, and they call him. Dorfus, like doofus. Oh, I see. But you have to really know that. Graydon Clark, this guy is incredible. He made three the movies movie this year. Yeah, he directed this movie, but he directed Joe Don Baker in a parody of Psycho called Wacko. And then he did a serious crime film with Joe Don. And they did it in like two years. This is like the third movie he's done with him. Beautiful. This is what this, California This movie looks like. was shot in like 13 days or three weeks, depending on which internet version you believe. This is like a nerd character. Uh, his name is uh, Eugene Broby. He's played by a guy named Leaf Green, which I always thought was funny because like, it sounds yeah, like green, green leaves, you know? You need to smoke a couple green leaves to sit in this movie. Leafy greens. I gotta tell you something. He does a good job as a nerd, Mike. But you can tell he's not really a nerd. He, he's he, pretending. He's like a jock uh, acting, a jock actor. That's the problem with mm-hmm. jock actors is that you can tell when they play nerds. There's a little bit of jock in them. <laughs> yes. 
Uh-oh. Okay, uh, so what's well, happening They're showing their boobies. <laughs> and these are 70s. They're t- yeah. Look at them. Uh, my nerd braid is exploding. They just pulled them Those down. Those are like 22-year-old I'll say. It's Mike, just, I want to say something about the day. You saw how petite those boobs were, yeah. right? Uh-huh. You know if that was shot in 2017, 2018, right. it would have been the nicest racket cans that you could buy. It would be very taunt and tan, I'm sure. <laughs> Nothing but perfection. Okay, so Keep talking, girl. this scene right here was shot without a permit, without any permission. Okay? They're just on the street doing this in L.A. And roll them. And cars would come by and go around. Okay, now, girls, I don't have too much time. So what's happened is these girls have, have found out that he works at the arcade. He's Wait, like, the video uh, game arcade? An employee there. So he's picking, oh, my God, the actor's touching the <laughs> actual nipples. He's touching their nipples. He really is. Yeah. Now, I'm glad I wasn't the director of this film because I would have fucked it up. I would have made horn sounds. <laughs> Ahuga. You would have been like, okay, now I want you to touch her nipple and say, oh, it must be cold. And say it must be cold every time you reference her nipples. And go. <laughs> it must be cold. Okay, we got you. All right. He's in his face. Okay, now, what they did is they talked to themselves privately, and they're like, listen, let's just give this nerd a free ride for a little while, and, you know, he'll let us into the arcade, we can be close up with the owner, I'll tell you the name later, stuff like that, like, you'll get in good at the arcade. By doing what, showing their boobies, and then, like... Well, yeah, like, rubbing up on him, he's the, so he's like, um... They have a street. Uh, he had a nickname for his pee-pee, I should have told you to listen, uh... Okay, they got it. Here's the sound though, maybe it comes up right now. It's a dumb wave. Took a picture, Polaroid picture. Don't! Yes. Oh, look, here comes finally. You see this cop? That's real. Oh, yeah, they did. The cop came and they gave him, like, kiss ass star treatment. Hey, hey, my man! Everyone gave him an autograph. And he let him keep filming. Wow, his pink uh, pants. So, alright, so this movie is mentioned in a couple films books there's a great book called punk rock movies which talks about every film that has punk rockers in it and they talk right. about surf too a lot and they actually interviewed the uh, the villain in this movie king vidiot who is of course a punk rocker with his team of punk rockers and that actor himself is actually napoleon dynamite i read an interview with him recently in shock uh, cinema john Lagos. Really? yeah he's the creepy uncle and uh Wow, look at this. Oh, wait, okay, I'm so sorry. I thought you meant Napoleon Dynamite himself. No, yeah, it's yeah. creepy uncle, right. Right, the uncle. He's the punk, yeah. I don't think... John... He's good, he's good. Yeah. Play me. Okay, I gotta tell you for a plot point, on the left there yes. is like the daughter of our heavy, of our bad, bad guy, okay? Okay. The bad guy, he's been like, uh, he's like a pillar of the community and he just hates his daughter being there and he makes a lot of trouble for them. Now you see the guy talking with the thin tie, the thin 80s yeah, tie? Yeah, the thin 80s ties and the thin 80s short sleeve shirt. Yeah. Tie. This is our hero and um, he was in Star Trek. I mean, like when I saw his face, that's when I remembered him. Do you remember the scene from Star Trek? Star Trek the TV show and or movie? It's Star Trek the third movie, The Search for Spa. Oh. He was with Uhura in the... You're probably not a 
geek like me that likes Star Trek so much. No, but I, I, I really love it. And I like Star Trek. He was in the transporter Ooh, room with or something. Look at that woman playing Wizard of War. I've never seen a woman play Wizard of War before. That's <laughs> a two-player game. Look, she's totally nerding out on him. The nerd recognized nerd. Right, and he's got no pants on. You know, yeah. got, they got ripped off. So a nerd walks into a bar pantsless. Now, uh, our hero here, he's the head of the arcade while his grandfather is gone, okay? What's with the malt, malt shop behind them? What? There's like a 1950s malt shop. Like, that's what I didn't gives, notice that. Uh, it's not a bar. By the way, this arcade is not a real place. They made it in yeah. a warehouse. No, I, I read that um, in, the, in their interviews. That, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And you'll see exterior shots of the arcade, um, especially a lot of them with our punk hero yeah. and uh, or bad guy. And um, look, see how they're rubbing his peepee? Right. And look they at, literally are. Well, they could be stunt hands. You hire prostitutes to do those close-up shots because they're, they're, <laughs> they're, they know what to do. And then you write off no. the prostitutes as a tax expense. Look at him right there. You see him? No, you walk, can walk, tell walk. that he's not really a nerd. Can we, can he's a we address, cool guy in nerd costume. Can we address the elephant in the room? We just had okay. a Pac-Man cutaway, right, with the picture of Pac-Man going? And we watched yeah, dozen, you'll see that throughout this entire film. And we've right. seen a dozen footage from a dozen video games, and we see the video games in here. Do you think the producers paid any money or called any? How 80s is that? <laughs> Uh, he's back to normal. God, the cocaine okay, victim. Now, he, he's about to encounter Dorfus, the one who's in the poster that you were talking about. Oh, yeah. He's the Bluto of uh, joysticks. Look at him. He leaves a right. mess. Oh, he's a fat guy. They're going for gross out here. But he generally looks gross. Excuse me, young man. Would, you've got to stop playing the games. We're dancing in the streets. We covered this song. Dancing in the streets for the BJ6. Yeah, he's acting, Carl. Okay, now this guy is uh, Jim Leaf Greenleaf. Jim Greenleaf. He's a slap, uh, fat slob character. He's a video game expert. So this guy, right, he was first on the Gong Show. He did a skit of like a ping pong match in slow motion, and it got the attention of Norman Lear of all people. And he called him and gave him a, a lead role in the show called All That Glitters. That it was a hit. But huh. you and I know him from Surf too. Oh, do tell. Well, he's one of those gross fat boys. Remember, they were eating yeah. disgusting stuff on the beach. Were they zombies, or were they just eating? No, they were the two. They were just eating. They were in zombies. Right. I think it was like uh, sandwiches and yeah. stuff. And well, he's breaking into a Pac-Man machine. That is well, no, he's, he, he opened it up and he looked at the technical thing about it. And he's seeing what the sticks, you see. He's like, what can I stick my dick in? No. The point is like, he's a crazy expert with games. So he created Match.com or fucking Facebook too <laughs> in real life. <laughs> This guy was going to have a great career, but then he got into a car accident. This guy was on Mork and Mindy. Uh, he was on Laverne and Shirley as a regular. He, on, um, and he started James at 16. Do you remember that show? Yeah, I remember James at 16. I'm That's a little a bit older show. than you. Are you sure you remember? No, it? It's it was a like 70 two years show. Before I'm, your I'm familiar with James. It is, it is before my time, but I know the show. Yeah. So 
James at 16 was 1978, in which I was like 12. I definitely was a regular watcher of that show. It was like a first time, you know, something serial, you know. It was interesting. <clears throat> this guy was on it. That's how we started. Huh. He was on Night Shift. You know that movie, Henry Winkler? Oh, of course. That's, uh, oh, look, there's a hot dog between her boobies. And yeah, they're pick just it doing up. another sexy gag. See, this is the thing. Like, people say, like, oh, when it comes to bad movies, we can't movie riff comedies because they're very bad. But I love bad comedies. Only in this world does this exist, right? In real life. Yes. Remember the time this woman came and she had a hot dog between her tits and you had to, like, pull it out in front of all these luring guys? Uh-oh, here's the videos. This music is so generic. Oh, you know his name, the video idiot? Yeah, That's right. there he is. This performance is the best. This is the most fearless Now, as you said before, this seen. is John Grise. And in Napoleon Dynamite, he was Uncle Rico. Yeah, right. And he does something completely different in Uncle Rico. Look at him, he's fucking... But, like, he's always been in movies and we just didn't know it. Right. He was in Men in Black as the van driver who was, like, disgusting bugs. He was in The Rundown as one of the hood. The Rundown. He was in all of the Taken movies. He's been under our nose. Yeah, well, I think he, like, he kind of had a, a 70s presence. Right, like he did. A, he kind of had what? I, I get him and another actor mixed up, but there's uh, I get him. Well, there's James Legros, right? This, I I don't know actually. Right. Yeah. Here he is. He's Take the, your position. Start game. Oh, look at it. The, the girls are moving around like Pac-Man. Yeah, that's right, and they don't get much other action. That's what those girls get. They, they pretend they always act in unison and they're it's like they're henchmen for him uh-huh but King Vidiot and his mindless henchmen have hit the video arcade <laughs> here's our heavy here's our heavy look at Joe, Joe Joe Don Baker never looks better you know he's a Texan just by looking at him even though he isn't in this movie well he has such a thick accent there's no way so, like, this guy wasn't ever really in the biggest thing ever. I mean, he established himself as a Western cowboy action star, you know, in the fifth on the TV. But, but he, you know, his face because he's been in a million movies. But he was never in that great role. Well, Remember no, I, that? I time? disagree. I disagree because he was in Walking Tall, right? Walking Tall, right? Two and three. Yeah. The, and he, yeah, played, he was uh, the big deal in Walking Tall. That kind of was his big break. Yeah. He was a football player beforehand. I'm going to take a guess. I don't think he was a football player, but no. He, um, he played Felix. But I don't have my background in front of me about him yeah, 100%. But he has played Felix. Do you remember Felix from the James Bond movies? The he cat. No, <laughs> the, yeah, the cat. The wonderful. Do you ever? He's a wonderful. Hey, you know, have you ever tried Felix's bag of tricks? Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> man. I was okay, the, this uh, guy again, yeah. Scott McGinnis. You never saw him on Star Trek? Wait, Ted McGinnis, you said? Scott. Is he the brother of Ted McGinnis who is in Married with Children and Happy Days? Uh, I don't think so. I think so. You mentioned that movie Wacko? Yeah. He was in it. He played Norman Bates. Okay, so there you go. So they, so that's also by the same director and had Joe Don mm -hmm. Baker. Oh, fast yep. farted. One time he was on um, Facts of Life. <laughs> he smelled his own fart. Anyway, even though maybe you don't know it, but he played a young lieutenant dubbed as 
Mr. Adventure by Uhura, you know, when they're in the transfer room in Star Trek Three, And that's what makes it exciting to... Okay, so hang on a second. For me. What an amazing body. Mama, can I have some relief then? Pardon and she has you the know, greatest I accent. I think you cut it lettuce once or what's a cabbage. Okay, now there's the mom. Um, excuse me, there's the daughter, and she's doing Valley Girl. At least I didn't take them. I think they're dubbed it in. All right, now, Patsy, we have an understanding. You will not go to the arcade again, right? Here we go. Daddy, if I want to go to the arcade, like, I am going to go. Okay. <laughs> what a bitch. <laughs> okay. No one talks that way. Well, she certainly does go to the arcade every day, and that chafes this guy's ass, and he's going to make trouble for the. I'm watching fat for the arcade. like a fat sandwich. It's ketchup on something. So Scott McLean, this guy, is, I think his brother has to be the actor Ted McLean. Uh-huh. So Ted McGinnis Ted McGinnis is an actor who shows up in Happy Days He marries Darcy In Married with Children His last name is like Marcy His last name is Darcy And she became Marcy Darcy <laughs> Does that ring a bell? No Alright I think For me, brothers. for me I don't know, what do he I looks, know? He looks exactly the same They look like brothers I Okay called it Nailed it Nailed it McGinnis you want me to check a proof fact, a fact proof it? Nah, I can't even pronounce say, you call it. You can snopes that shit. He snopes it. Uh-oh, when the vans are knocking. When the vans are yeah, rocking. Yeah, he goes, I put you in charge of official parking lot uh, observer. Go see what you can find and report back to us. But remember, they might not want to be disturbed. But they <laughs> are going to get disturbed. Oh, look at it. They got a big old hole Ooh. in the chat covering. They got a hot tub Ooh. in there? Look at those tits. You see the boobs? Look, she's not mad. No, she doesn't mind. Whoa! I fell into the hot tub. Look at the smile. Did you see the smile? Yeah. Well, the guy's happy. He's got another able body in this hot tub. What I mean is, you can tell from this, like, it's not a real thing. It's like, okay, roll him. Because if somebody <laughs> oh, right. fell into your hot tub, you wouldn't be like, Look, oh, this is hilarious. You have a Pac-Man right? wipe into the other scene. Pac-Man goes across the screen. I'm sure Namco is like, yeah, you could use our character, no problem. Right? Right. You, you can't do that now. You get sued by Pac-Man. Oh, by the way, I was thinking, I should take you to the video arcade to my 12-year-old. So I went down to Willowbrook Mall. Oh, Of course it's closed. Eight years ago, you know, years and years ago it was closed. Right, it was Fun and Games Video Arcade uh, at the Willowbrook Mall. And, you know, it was a golden age because it was a Chuck E. Cheese right outside the mall. So you could hit two arcades, technically. They're showing the picture that they got of him in the car. They're teasing him. They tease him out throughout the whole thing. But look at his face. He's not a nerd. He's a cool kid, and he's got glasses on. He put on a wig. Right. Well, he's he's just Jewish, that's all. Now, this game looks good. <laughs> She's looking at lips. Free it's, a Pac- it's a Pac-Man ripoff where the like, blue cops are chasing uh, a burglar around a, a maze full of dots. Yeah, listen, let me speak to that. This, film that, this uh, video game that you're seeing here, Absolutely was. They're, oh, by the way, they're playing strip video game. Ha ha. Uh, ha, ha. Okay. How can they get away with that? <laughs> the Willowbrook um, would not do this. You know, the blonde is very small in the chest area, yeah. but she's well proportioned. She looks like a little doll. A Barbie, Barbie doll. 
Of course, Mike, I know you're a pig like me. Okay, let me speak to this game. I just want to say that this is 100% a Pac-Man ripoff. But it was a real game of the day, and Pac-Man is 100% featured in this game. You know uh, this film? You know the company Midway? They made Pac-Man in the United States? That's right. Do you know? Yes. Okay. They were completely partners with uh, this Graydon Clark, and... They, they, he licensed the image of Pac-Man, no and they were way. like, "Fine, have it for dirt cheap because we want you to do it." And they, this great on Clark said, "Listen, do you have a game that's coming out because we can feature it in the movie, Which and then everyone will get hyped about it and buy it." Which they do. Yeah, two games. The main one is called Satan's Hollow, and Which, we'll see yeah. it like in a like I dare you to go against me. If I win, you get the arcade. If you lose, we close. Or Satan's you know. Hollow is basically like a Space Invaders game where you have a ship in the bottom of the screen and you have to shoot above. <laughs> what are we watching? Hello? And then... Uh, <laughs> um, we're watching nice a, a time before pornography in your on your telephone. That's what we're watching. You have uh-huh. to go to the movies to see this stuff. Yeah, Ted's brother has got two ladies back to the back on him. <laughs> What about the video game contest? Ted's brother. Ted's brother. We don't even know that. Scott. Uh, hey, what is Pluto pouring into the uh, love shack? It's Some type um, of gas. like a fire. Actually, it's a it's a um, a fire extinguisher. But they're saying like, oh, it's a fire and the alarm's going off. Um, <laughs> they they're putting it in there like a kind of prank. You know? Yeah. Uh, Oh, and then it ran out of <laughs> And there is... It, look, you see, they ran into the bad guy's arms, and then they took a picture of him, uh-huh. as if he was part of the madness down at the video arcade. I they, need that Polaroid! That Polaroid you that, took! Give me that Polaroid! Give me that Polaroid! Okay, so here comes the daughter to distract him. Oh, I like the daughter. And he's like, I told you never to come in here again! Okay, this is the external... Of the arcade, but it's really the warehouse. Now, that guy was in Stripes. Do you recognize his face from yeah, Stripes? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I think it was Drifter. What was his name? Oh. Let me see. I must have it here. Dean Stockwell. Oh, Cruiser. In Stripes, his name was Cruiser. But the thing is, you see him here, and he's his young self, and you see Stripes in him. But if you saw his face as an older person, you know, you would know his face from movies, too. He was in Jurassic Park 3 as Cooper. He was in Miami Vice as yeah. a regular. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. God, yeah. This is so weird. With I've his always... old person's face. No, I've seen this movie a couple of times, and I always thought they just ripped off Pac-Man without paying for it. So it amazes me that they fucking handed it over to them to this movie. Yeah. You consider the year. They know what's under their bread. Um, yeah, this one, one here is. Uh, this one here is 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 John Boldstat. He was in Forrest Gump. He was in Leprechaun. He was a regular on Newhart. He was in Stripes. Also, huh. he was in Charlie's Angels series. Chico and the Man. He was a regular. Now they're dressed up in costume, and this guy's supposed to look orthodox. Well, you see, they are. Yeah, he's an orthodox. <laughs> That's right. They're the the nephews of our heavy. They're kind oh. of like henchmen. Oh, they're like so, pretending to be hippies. 
No, it was go down in disguise and like find out some crap about some weakness. Oh, okay, it. now our hero, right, the punk here, is like pretending that he's sexually excited by Maxine, who's of course Max dressed up. Max is into it. John Grise. The other girls in the crew don't seem to get jealous at all. Yeah. Well, they're just. By the way, he's not a Hasidim. He's just a hippie. Oh, yeah. No, he's just a hippie. You could tell by the hippie hat. Don't forget the time, right? I mean, the 60s was just yesterday. Yeah, yeah, it was just yesterday. In 1983. And that was square. That'd be like if we dressed up as punk rockers and we went into a millennial right. video arcade. Kabam! Wow, I'm a hippie. He's pretending They're to be a hippie looking instead of for video flaws. Okay, here's a joke that's an insult against uh, the Chicanos of L.A. All right. You see, they, the, the car's all tricked. It's all tricked out. The video game, like a car would be. So, and he's playing the character of both Cheech and Chong. It's weird. Let's see. No guy with ugly chick used to play my mission. He's got a bobblehead chihuahua on top of the arcade cabinet. <laughs> oh, so he's got a contest? I hate when you walk into the arcade and they like, come on, we're going to hit you up, battle. Well, they're not going to do a contest. We're actually not seeing a plot point. They just thought okay. they should drag this out. The joke is the machine is all tricked out. He's like, not anyone can be on this machine, senor. You know, ha-ha. Oh, well, you go play Wizard of War. It's dumb. Yeah, that's kind of stupid, right? Wow, it's so amazing these arcades allow them to do that. See, this movie is bad as well as good. I mean, it is a B movie. It is big. But the thing is, it was a perfect movie for its day. All space of these dungeon. video games are real. It's there was a game like space a snapshot at a time in which there were arcades. You know, it's, yeah. he's going like, Mrs. Pac-Man, just like me. And now he's getting into being a girl. Uh, I never heard of the video game Space Dungeon. What's a Space which, Dungeon, Carl? Is it like... A, Which one? It's he, the hippies behind a game called Space Dungeon. You see Dungeon? Oh, so like, I don't know. What's a Space Dungeon? Is it like an outer space? There's a cave, and inside the cave there's a dungeon? Is there a basement to outer space? A dungeon is, is like, by definition, underground, right? Okay, right. So how can you be in space? And be a dungeon. Uh, you yeah. can't be underground. Okay, oh, so the nerd heard the, it all. I have to let you know. The nephews just said, "Hey, I got an idea for Uncle to really love us. We'll come back here in the middle of the night and we'll steal all the games. Uh oh, and like rest the place. Oh, look at uh, this. They're out of here. Sexually That's some inappropriate. Stunts. He's such a ham. Yeah. Listen He's here. Good. I saw I saw the two guys dressed in costume right. and they right. said and they're going to come back here tonight. Well, we can't let that happen. Right. So what now, do we is, do? He's not like I'm going to call the cops. He's like, "No, he's like, I have an idea. We'll this kill their the family." Yeah. I got a plan. All right. 
So what's okay, the... now, for some stupid reason, Nerd and Fatso uh-huh. are going over to Bad Guy's house. Okay. Can we, can we call him something else other than Nerd and Fatso? Like maybe like <laughs> Pack and Pal. Oh my goodness, or, uh... 2018, Mike. Okay, <laughs> let me think here. We could call them... Super Pac-Man. Uh, wait, here. Okay, Smart, let me get my glasses. Here we go. Smart Pac-Man and Fat Pac-Man. We could call them... Okay, Dorfus. Uh-huh. And... Oh, you're just reading their names. Okay, Leif Green. Leif Green and... So it's Dorfus and Eugene, okay? Okay. Dorfus and Eugene are breaking in. There's nothing like a good comedy. Now, they're going to go through the second story window, and that's where the, the wife character is sleeping. And they will have a sexual encounter. <laughs> Wait a minute, they're going to go into the... The wife character. Oh my God, he's really going to fall. They're really like out the window. Remember Bluto? This happened to Bluto? Yeah, but he just saw this woman take her, her bra off, and then he fell off the lap. Yeah. Content. He didn't go in there and have sex with her. The thing is, the 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 mom, the wife, she's like asleep. Uh. So what they're doing with her, even though in her dream she thinks she's having sex or something, it is inappropriate. It's non-consensual. You know what I mean? The uh, woman's asleep. Pills? And she's medicated, right? Is that what he's looking at? He's su- she's suffocated? What would you say? She's medicated on pills. Oh, is she? Probably. Is, uh, is, I'm sorry. I guess I missed that, even though I saw the film. Did pills drop? He's holding pills in his hand. See? He's just shaking, shaking. Yeah. So she grabs the crotch. And Dorfus is like, Eugene, you're about to get... You're going to lose your cherry. That's stupid. Come on, help me, please. Help you? Come on, quit fighting. You know, Porky's came out just before this. Just prior to this. Yeah, and then they couldn't wait to put out a film like this. I mean, this was like the explosion that Porky's caused with films like these. Mm. And they combined some Animal House, which was 78, but... And Porky's was also a nostalgic thing. It was like, remember when we had, went to school in the 60s? Yeah. Yeah. With all of its strictness and... Yeah, and then okay, the day here's came, our henchmen nephews. Are they going to break and, in in the middle of the night? Right. So, they're, so he's, they're, he's fucking his mom in revenge. Well, the thing is, the mom is like almost molesting him because she's dreaming about having sex. Okay. Right. But at the same time, he's this guy's. Okay. Now you can see our bad guy is coming, the Texan. Right. So now Dorfus has to distract. Dorfus the is heavy in his hand. Uh oh. Until okay. He turn the light on. And he's hiding in the closet. Well, that explains his behavior towards women. Joe Don. He looks like Glenn Campbell, man. <laughs> oh, we're not going to watch him take his shirt off? Joe Don Vicker was in a movie called Mitchum, Mitchell. Right. That's, at uh, yeah. Mystery Science Theater. Uh, not only showed, but they showed it oh. as a plot point when they changed hosts from uh, Joel cool. to Michael. They played that movie. And they were particularly funny on that movie. That movie. It's a classic episode, but the movie itself is like, he's a private eye and he's just repulsive. 
you know his his art of seduction is bringing a six pack in bed. <laughs> this um, you know, when I talk to people, like, what is my show about? I say, well, do you know Your Mystery show. Science Three Thousand? They go, yeah, and I go, yeah, it's nothing like that. nothing like that. They, you know, how they it's write jokes like and they tell jokes for two hours. The truth is, actually, in that, I mean, that's a joke. It's nothing like that. I mean, the concept is kind of like that. But on that movie, what they do is they do a scripted show in which they... Oh, they watch it several times, and they, they right. edit it so they can get their words in, in between the dialogue. They work out bits that go with, you know, jokes that go with what's going on on the screen. That's not what you do at all. No, I come in unprepared. <laughs> what I mean is you, you've got this whole theme in which these films that you used to read about you could never see now that God has given us YouTube you can see them and also there's always a reason a backstory why you pick them you know and these movie reviews that you told me about that's coming and part of it is going to be why did you pick this one why oh, did great. you pick that one yeah I want Carl to do video reviews on our site I have some scheduled for this week I will I'll be making content, and we'll talk about when to, what to do. You'll, you guide me, my man. So I don't get it. Like, why can't Joe Don Baker realize there's a man in his fucking bed with his wife? Joe Don Baker is the heavy in this, but he's also supposed to be the bumbling fool. So he keeps on, you know, they keep on being able to hoodwink him and trick him. One of the video game titles that they stole was called Hustle <laughs> in the truck. I don't think I've ever heard of that one. Okay, what's happening here is he knows that Jodan Baker was about to catch Eugene having sex with his wife, right? So he goes, ding dong, rings the bell to distract, and now he's making up bullshit. I don't even remember. I mean, that's the premise. I don't even remember the comedic bits he does because they're so stupid. I, I think he's screaming up like, you know, to signal Eugene, you should get out now, you know. She's screaming up. Yeah. Okay, it's hilarious. All right, so fine. Let me tell you something interesting then, right? This great Uncle Clark, he was screening his film, the slasher film Wacko, which you mentioned, right? right? Yeah. Okay, he's at the opening, the screening. And he notices that there's a line of kids standing in front of a video game in the lobby of the theater. Uh -oh. So he saw how excited they were. Okay, and he thought a video arcade would be the perfect you know location for like a new teenage sex comedy. You know, he could he could tap into a market. He could see that, and it was when he was you know seeing Wacko for the first time. It's pretty cool. They rented all the games from a local retail wholesaler. It's it's they're all real games. That's so crazy. See, this game is like the perfect like uh, summary of my life at, at when yep. I was thirteen. Just titties and Snapshot. video games. Yeah. Um, many times you bring to me a film that's definitely lost money, and that makes it a loser. Right. Not this guy. No, this guy made they a lot of money. They spent three hundred grand. And they made almost four million. It, you know, in eighties money. Yeah, and and this is like one of three movies he made in like yeah. a, an eighteen month period. 
They filmed in the fall of 82, and one source says it was shot in three weeks, and the other source says the production took 13 days. So I don't know what the truth is, but that's pretty quick, either one. Right. No uh, stopping to think about plot or storyline. So they film in 82, and by the third month of, of 83, it was in the theaters. It says it was the fifth highest grossing in the first couple of weeks. It grossed three nine five two, you know, almost four million in the U.S. alone. It's amazing. Uh, this, too. this movie was a success, even though it is a B movie. You know, what's nice about this movie is that even though it's the evolution of video games, because these are the video games that were available back then. So it's yes. Defender, and but it is in like, uh, you know, they're of a certain vintage. They're never going to get past mm-hmm. that. So he's still crying to Jodan Baker. That's the thing. It's, it's not believable because it goes on for so very long. Now, now Eugene is like, I'm out of here. Great down And there's daughter. Yeah. I was so young then. Buddy, it's after two in the morning. I really don't care about your problems. But wait, wait, wait. It's about the arcade. Uh, I thought it might be. What about the video arcade? Mr. Rudder, I, it's just that... I see Eugene up there. The yeah, he's on the roof. For, for boys and, and girls to, to have a good time. Why? Oh, <laughs> not, there's Shane dropped that. And it's having a good time. Which guy means everything this guy said is bullshit. Right. So just by hanging out that long, they, they catch him. <laughs> he works here, right? don't you? Yes, I do. <laughs> Tell him about it. I enjoy my work there very much. <laughs> I, it's a wonderful place to work. <laughs> it's enough, Eugene. <laughs> I love how like how the the fatso the Pluto is like obviously in his late thirties. Max, what? Thinking of stomach cat. So here they come with all of the video games, but as you know, they were on to them, and so they they're not going to be video games. It's going to be empty. Oh, all right, but they gotta give a big speech. Okay, boss, you can be really impressed with what's inside this. Right, car. right. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, boy. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. I'm rubbing my hands. I can't wait for you to open up this car. Let me see this. We were both gonna. We're both gonna be in stripes one day, you know. <laughs> They're both in stripes, huh? Yeah. And it's empty. Well, that explains why it was light driving it over here. <laughs> And they're like, don't worry, I rented it in my name, Uncle. You got me. So you know this is good music playing because the cassette has two bars to show you. Look, Space Dungeon. She's dancing to the title screen. What's happening now is they thwarted the plans of the henchman bad guys. And so they're having a private party. And the girls are only allowed to come if they come in their pajamas. So we're having a private party in the middle of the night and all the girls are in pajamas. Cute. Half these people playing the games are just playing the title screen. Oh, that's Quix with a K Q I X. There's John again. Now the thing is, like these two shouldn't be enemies, but they are enemies. Like he's saying, "Sorry, this is a private party. You guys can't stay." But the thing is, they're like big fans of the arcade, and they right. spend a lot of money in there, and yeah. they're always exchanging pleasantries. I don't see why this guy should be such a dick to be like, you can't come in. They have a but lot anyway. in common. They both have women fawning over them, right? Yes. They can't talk without women on them. 
Like, I don't have any women over my shoulder when I talk. I don't have a single punkette or... Uh, you don't. You, you have two women in your life. They're not... Well, yeah. But they don't... They don't fawn. They, they don't, don't fawn. <laughs> yeah, they have to stand behind me. Oh, That'd be you're, great you're, if I went uh, to a party with Sandy and she was like on my uh, arm, you know, sh- her shoulder, on my shoulder. Oh, tell him, Carl, you're so funny. Ha ha. I've been dating her for years. <laughs> oh, so what we're watching right now is they're getting ready for a video contest. This is one of the f- right. first right. of many one-on-ones. And they have giant well, it's full like, joysticks. If I win, you'll let me stay in the party. If I lose, Lydia, Dorfus, go. They spent a lot of money on this. Oh, Satan's Hollow. This is a real game. So the thing about Satan's Hollow is that every time you shoot an alien from above, a piece of bridge shows up underneath your spaceship, and then you're supposed to move to the right and drop the piece of bridge over the fire. Tell me when I lose you. Over the fiery lava pit. And then when you have enough pieces, look at the people in the background. They're pretending to be interested. And then when you get all the pieces on your right, you can go to the second board on the right, and that is a giant demon. Torfist, stop eating your hamburger and, right. and get to the that, game. But that's what McGinnis is saying. Scott, the Scott brother. He's yeah. saying, Torfist, stop eating. Torfist. playing. Oh, see, Torfist has got a drink. Like, Vidiot's gone pretty far. Oh, no. Yeah. Guess who will win? So, wait, if they have a giant joystick, where's the fire button? Uh, there is a fire button. They keep pumping. Uh, I don't see it. I see the joystick, but I'm telling you, there's a... The joystick is a giant bowling ball attached to a metal pole to the ground, and that's what they're moving around in this the arena. But there's no fire button. Or maybe it's on the joystick. I'm, I swear to you, I remember seeing it. I don't know where it is right now. I just see the joystick like you. Oh, Dorf has dropped a candy bar. Now he distracts him, and boom, his kitty blows up. So now all Dorfus has to do is just play and beat the score. Oh, There's the fire thing. Did you see it? Oh, uh, yeah. It's on the actual knob. Yeah. It's a good piece of it. There's something funny that the internet points out, and I rewatched the scene to see. They're on a big thing like this with the joysticks in the ground, and they're playing Pac-Man. Right. And they're and they're clicking the like shooter. Remember, I like this movie because it's genuine with the video games, right? Right. But these kids who were being actors did not know the video game because there's no firing in Pac-Man. You just yeah right. move. Well, there was this time when Pac-Man had was had a gun, and he was like, he. That's how they became ghosts. I don't know if you know that, but Clyde. Right, he, that was he, a late, late version. They were actually human beings until Pac-Man shot them in cold blood, and then their ghost haunted Pac-Man until he ate a power pellet, and then he would eat the ghosts as a further humiliation. Yeah, Dorfus won. Dorfus won. Satan's hollow. He's still playing, in fact. Dorfus, you can stop playing, man. Dorfus, stop playing, man. Jesus fucking Christ. Dorfus. Wow, this is a cool arcade. I'm surprised it's not it closed. I can't believe Fun and Games closed. Fun and Games is shut down. So you see that he has like a, uh, a bridge built, but there's like a piece missing. Is that weird? There you go. You got that piece in there. Yeah. That's weird. 
Now, Dorfus, who's playing right now, he was in a horrible car accident, and it ended his career. He was pronounced dead on the scene. He did. He was brought back to life, but he stayed in the hospital two years. The surgeons had to do this, like, rebuilding his hip thing with titanium, and he had to go... You know, it was like 10 years of his life going through rehabilitation. So, by 84, his career was over. It started in 78. He was in Surf 2, remember, right. that yeah. we were talking about. He was one that of was the 84. Weird then he had the car accident. So, and then he had the car accident after this movie. I after Surf 2 in 84. This was 80. Yeah, two years before his life went to crap. Wow, so I wonder what uh I wonder how he is. Today he's not doing well. He's got a site on the internet for his daughter's maid to raise money for him. He has some new medical condition like diabetes and he's not doing well. <laughs> it's him, you can see it's him from his eyes and everything, but right. he's got the big beard and he's not a slob. He does look thinner, believe it or not, but he's not doing well. Well, he has this look that's like it's almost a little too real. You know how like this Hollywood slob, and yeah. uh, what's funny about him in this is that uh, he's first off he's like four <laughs> eleven. God, that's, that's, I can't make fun of the guy knowing that he spent a decade of his life and you know two years in in the hospital. He keeps finding his daughter in there, right? Tough guy, tough guy. You tough guy. idiots better. Look at Joe Donnie. Don't do me any favors, you idiots. Look at his jacket suit, his suit jacket. It looks like a big top, man. I mean, that's huge. Yeah. And he has no undershirt. He's just like, fuck it. I'll unbutton a shirt, put on my jacket. He, he doesn't have a t shirt? No. Look at that. It's all chest. Wow. He looks like, you know who that guy looks like? He looks like John Sales, the director who acts sometimes. Don't know him. John Sales. Heard John the Sales. Name, actually. He's done a bunch of movies about New Jersey. He directed Madawan. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was Don't an eight it. man out. He was one of the uh, Black Sox. Okay, so here we go. Hello, uh, I'm so great to have the newscast, uh, news report here. Every day, right. the, the newscasters are outside the arcade. What they did is they paid a bunch of people to pretend protest. Rudder was determined to close us down from the moment he walked into this place. The man's a driven asshole. No, no, you don't see what I mean. He was there when Alvin and Lola ran out with their tops off. He thinks we're running a bordello. Bordello? Yes, you should have seen the expression on the druggist's face when I picked up these slides this morning. Look at this. What, what are you you, know, you see that our nerd here, yeah. he ended up being like, um, he was a, he did... He stayed in movies with a lot of cartoons. Do you know Osmosis Jones? Yeah, sure. Osmosis Jones, the uh, Bob. He was assistant Bergen. production manager. Looney Tunes, back in action. Brother Bear to a kids show. Uh, he didn't have much career as an actor, but he stayed in Hollywood. So he did a lot of like animation production. Yeah, or was a part of production manager, assistant production manager. That's not too bad. And nope. It's, and it's funny bad. to have like, oh, I also started Joysticks in 1983. <laughs> right. 
You were in the movie, weren't you, Grandpa? Yes, I was. That's right. I played Dorfus's best friend, Eugene. That's right. You were funny, Grandpa. So, I gotta tell you, this director, I mean, talk about white privilege. This guy, like, lives a very charmed life. Graydon yeah. Clark. So, he also made a movie which I would love to see. I've always heard of and read about it. It's not Warren Beatty and Shampoo. Do you know the movie Shampoo with Warren Beatty and how big yes, it was? Yes, yes. So, Graydon Clark made a movie around that time called Black Shampoo. Okay. And it was about an African-American barber who had his own beauty salon. And he was basically <laughs> Warren Beatty. And the movie was called Black Shampoo. It's, that's a, it's exploitation. Yeah, it's exploitation of several ways. They exploit a movie that people know by just rename, you know. Yes. It's amazing. He, I mean, I just, it's, it's, it makes me numb to think like they actually put it on the marquee. Black Shampoo. <laughs> Hey, Belmont is proud to present Black Shampoo. Here's a newspaper ad promoting Black Shampoo. (laughs) (laughs) So blatant, obvious. Oh, what a giveaway. So he also is an actor. Uh, He was in Satan's Sadist. He played a biker named Acid. So he's he's no stranger to the Hollywood B-movie. Wait, you're talking about Joe Don Baker? No, I'm talking Mr. about Rutter? the director, uh, Great and Clark. Oh, 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 okay, okay. Oh, my God. I can't believe there's, like, still half this movie left. Didn't they just run out of storyline? No. No, right now they're doing threats. It's the first time that they've said, I'm going to bury you. It's come down to it. But that's all Joe Don Baker does is thread up. Oh, Pac-Man cuts yeah, in. Pac-Man swipes by. There's nothing <laughs> wrong with that. You don't like that? Nuke the arcade. You think it's cheap or what do you think? Well, I mean, I always, I've seen this movie a couple of times and I always thought they just used it without permission. And now that you tell me that, you know, they were really strange. It was a Japanese company called Namco that came out with Pac-Man. That's right, so, Namco. So Midway, think it's like uh I think the World Fair in, uh, in Chicago, there was a Midway, right? Mm-hmm. Where they had the World's Fair, and then they even had a Midway airport. So here's a Chicago company, and they made pinball machines, and they were called Midway. And um, they agreed to produce American video cabinets of Pac-Man, and not only it became a hit, but some of the yeah. American programmers... Uh, Pac-Man became such a hit that like anything that looked like Pac-Man made money. So you and I played Puck-Man at the Chicken Basket in Montclair, New Jersey. Right. We, uh, we played the knockoff, knockoff galores, and they were making a lot of money. So Midway said, "You know what? We should make her a, a sequel. You know, why don't we? We'll have a map, and we'll change the maps, and we'll have moving fruit." Is it Super Pac-Man or Mrs. Pac-Man? Ms. Pac-Man was an American creation. It was the engineers of Midway who came up with a variation of Pac-Man. And showed it to Namco, and Namco said, okay, we'll release it. And they did. Oh, I think they might have released it, and then Namco caught up with them and said, wait a minute. So. <clears throat> well, okay, so 
when I researched this movie, it talked about Namco doing the original Pac-Man, and it said that Midway did a bunch of sequels, Super Pac-Man, Mrs. Pac-Man. Right. The thing is, I think Namco, even though they might not have liked it at first or something, like, what do you think you do? They, uh, <laughs> it was making money, and they made a partnership, and I think... Yeah, well, in that's the, the thing. They made a lot of money. They probably made more money off Ms. Pac-Man uh, all mm-hmm. of done than Pac-Man. So there was, there was the Pac-Man sequels, if I may. There was Pac-Man, Ms. Pac-Man. There was right. Professor... And Super Pac-Man is featured in this movie. Yeah. And Super okay. Pac-Man is, is a game where uh, you, you eat a power pellet and you become even bigger. Mm-hmm. And you eat through these bar- door barriers that appear in the maze. Otherwise, you now can't. you saw that John Grier came through the window, right? Right. He's been all sorts of crazy behavior. The house that they're in right now—they're just making a pact with the devil, kind of thing. He says, "If you screw up the arcade for me, you know, be my boy, play in the like contest against them, then I'll give you your own video game." And he's like. The punk is super into that. Okay. This house right now was the house of Nat King Cole. Wow. We... He lent it to them. That's very strange, Carl. This is Nat King Cole's couch and plant piano. and piano. He he sang unbelievable there. Unbelievable. <laughs> in every, in every way. way. In every way. That's why, darling. You know, that's what one cannibal said to it. How you'll stay. You're so inedible. <laughs> that's why, darling, it's inedible. This cabbage you cooked, it's inedible. That's why I am unedible too okay so it's a lot of stupidness and not funny stuff in this scene but essentially the deal is struck that he's gonna be his boy and in order he'll get his own video game honey you should really wear a condom oh sweetheart didn't I tell you I got snipped I'm unconceivable in every way in every way but it's sung by his daughter he was conceivable yeah, that's the strange thing. Oh, check it out. I love this scene. They're riding the strangest little buggies down the street. And this is what California is like, because you, you're still on the East Coast. We both grew up on the East Coast. Yeah. I moved to the West Coast. And we both grew up watching movies like this, showing the movies were right. This is California every day. This is what California is like, is all these hot little punk girls riding their uh, scooters. Yep. Around. Or grabbing people's nipples and pulling down their pants in the streets. The thing is, this kid is a friend to the arcade. They're wrong to be a jerk to him. Is there like a piano in the arcade? No. That's I don't a, think so. No. But there was at Nat King Cole's house. We're shooting joysticks in Nat King Cole's house. Now, do you remember they snapped a picture of him when he was with those two girls? Sure. I just jerked off to that. Now the reporter's going to be like, you're a frequenter of this arcade. You even like girls with their boobs out. What? That's ridiculous. Well, sir, we have a photo to prove it. Well, produce your photo then. (laughs) 
So his henchman, his uh, happy, as it were, to his Tony Stark, this is just right. an idiot wearing uh, an A's baseball cap and a Mets Yeah, yeah Oakland shirt. A's. Of course, that's L.A., right? I think maybe in the 80s they were Los Angeles. It's No, I think it's A's were athletics, and they always were Oakland. Okay, now this is like a town council hearing of like, are we keeping the arcade open or closed? And it's filmed in a VFW facility. I don't think that's anything interesting. Oh, but well, that was a really big FW when they did. <laughs> John Grier's is going to make like an appearance, and it's funny. He instead of sitting in the chair, he sits on the chair, and it makes an impression. And that was. Um, his idea, you know, network. Oh, yeah. You should really check out the latest issue of, uh, the second to last issue of Shock Cinema. They do interview John. And he, Which he, one? It's uh, Shock Cinema. It's not the current issue, okay. but the previous issue. They they interviewed him, and he talked about King Vidya, and he talked about working with Grayson, and he talked about Napoleon Dynamite, which... Uh, uh-huh. Uh, yeah, he's he is under the radar, but he's really funny and everything he does. Right. Because he, he really is, like, he's just, he's fearless. He's talented. Here, talented. What's with this guy with the boombox on his head of the whole the movie? That's just 1983. Uh, you know his hair is still like 70s, like it's split down the middle. John Travolta. Pac-Man wipe. Pac-Man wipe. Waka, waka, waka. Now, I've made a mistake. I am remiss. I, okay, on the panel of town councilman is like the mayor in the center there. See the mayor in the center? I know that face. Yeah. I should know his name, you know, and I should be telling you what he's been in right now and everything. You know who I'm talking about, right? You can see you've seen his face before. Well, he's in Joysticks right now. That guy. That guy. No? Huh. They were doing a sexual innuendo joke. Well, this is a ripoff of the nurse from Porky's, right? Or the the, the coach who's like, he stuck his penis and all. Sweating on them, and they don't even clean them off when they're through. Their joysticks are a hot bit of It's like germs. sexual innuendos. Pac-Man wipes. Oh, God, I can't believe Pac-Man even makes a noise in his wipes. Wacka, wacka, wacka. So, Carl, have you ever seen a movie called The Wizard? It's with uh, with Michael Jackson. Gonna ease on down, ease on down the road. No, you're not quite right. Not the wizard. Was it a gore film? The Wizard of Gore. Not the Wizard. of No, gore. I haven't seen the film. So it is Fred Savage, and he has a brother who's a little bit on the spectrum, but his brother loves video games. Oh, and their older brother is Christian Slater, and their dad is Bo Bridges, and the youngest kid goes on a trip to go to, I believe, Universal Studios because they're going to premiere a brand new Nintendo game called Super Mario Brothers 3. Well, they don't even tell you what it is. They kind of hinted at it. So uh, he it's a one long advertisement, but it's the same deal as this. Nintendo had a new game they wanted to premiere and they made a movie to premiere the game. So they would tell people like, hey kids, you want to see footage of uh, Super Mario Brothers 3? Then you got to... Uh, like my phone connection with you is suddenly bad. Can I... Should I... Can I call the station back again? Yeah, or? call back if you can't hear me. Okay. I'll All be right. right there. Okay. Sounds good, Carl. Okay, Carl's off the air. Thank fucking God. Phew. Uh, he's missing a topless scene, too. Here, you guys want to hear a topless scene? Oh, hang on. Here comes Carl. What the... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. 
Okay, I'm back. Okay, Carly. You're just in time. It's the topless mud wrestling scene. Do you hear me well? Yeah, I hear you. Can you hear me, Carl? No, I'm calling back. All right, call me back, Carl. All right, well, we'll go back to the topless mud wrestling match while uh, Carl calls us back here. Oh, here we go. How about now? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Mm, I can't really. I can oh. hear you scratchy, scratchy. Do you want to call it a day? And I could. I have Pam Benjamin Wait, here. Now I hear you again. You said want to call it a day, Carl. Yeah, it sounds like I'm going to have to let you go out and replace you because you can't hear what I'm saying. <laughs> so right now you see it's sort of like a dream sequence. Each right. side is telling their side of the story, and our hero, our bad guy's story is it's a brothel. Right. It's a pretty good brothel. <laughs> it's a good brothel. Yeah. It's neat that that's just it. a warehouse. Look at the flames. They was That was actual real fire, and it was in front of the camera. No, well, that's one way of doing it. It's probably the cheapest way to show it. Waka, waka, waka. Pac-Man wipe. But they're, they're showing wipes not to, for different scenes. It's the same location. Yeah, now we're going to see a sort of cloudy dream sequence in which this guy paints the rosy picture in which it's a great place, the arcade, and everyone's angelic. Boy, this film. They really had a lot of time to spare. <laughs> oh, they got babies and flow charts. Shot in 13 days. Wow, that's incredible. And we still watch it. I think I've seen this movie more than 13 times. Whose kid is that? He's nice and quiet. <laughs> not our kids. <laughs> it's not my kid. Not my kid. See, look at that. He has a milkshake. Because, right, there's nice nerd with his milkshake. Yeah, because it's a milkshake parlor. It's, it's like a 1950s uh, sock hop shop. Now, you see, there's the daughter again. Uh, if, Daddy, if I want to go to the mall... You know what I don't like about that Valley Girl stuff is she wasn't really doing an imitation of a Valley Girl. Right. She was doing other people's imitations of Valley Girls. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I know, but that was what was kind of funny about it because it's so very Southern Californian anyway. It was very of the day. And what was it? Frank Zappa had some sort of Valley Girl thing? His daughter, Moon Unit, uh, had a hit song called Valley Girl, which he produced. Oh, that was the song, right? Yeah. yeah. And then there was a movie called Valley Girl with uh, Colleen Camp from Surf 2 yeah. and uh, right. Nicolas Cage. And that was 83, maybe. So now he's wrapping up and this ridiculous story about how great the... I'm going to see if his brother... Oh, by the way, here's something that's a little funny that nobody on the internet picked up on. Um, he's addressing the town council or bad guy and he goes, oh, we got trouble right here in River City. Uh, now, you know what that's from, right? Right, that's from the uh, music man. That's uh, right, right, right. about... Well, it's funny that nobody picked up on that. I mean, it was so obvious. The guy gets up and he goes, oh, we got trouble. Well, this is basically right here the in River music City. man. This is the music man, but it's, it's an arcade instead of a pool hall, right? Yeah. And that's, again, this is a generational thing, and we're doing it to our uh, our kids, yes. is that this is the a movie for kids to the eyes of an old hippie. Now, this Patsy Klein that's doing the inter, uh, you know testimony right now, you'll, she was also in Surf 2. Her name oh. was Cindy Lou, remember? Yeah, I Jennifer. do. 
he's also been in my favorite year. That was a pretty good movie. But also 